lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Good morning and welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour this beautiful Saturday morning in downtown Atlanta. Uh, I have with me today a special guest. As you all know, we've, we've heard an awful lot of things since last, uh, I guess, Monday morning. It might have started Sunday night here, but it was a little bit late when it started out there in Las Vegas. We've heard all about that. We've heard a lot of theories, a lot of stories, a lot of BS. Uh, you know, it, it, as usual, it was a fully automatic weapon. Well, not really. It wasn't a fully automatic <laughs> weapon. It was. It had a bump stock, which uh, makes it the same as a fully automatic weapon. Well, not really. It it allows it to to fire a little bit more rapidly than what it did. But it's not. It's not a, a conversion, or um, it does not convert the rifle to something that it's not. So. I want to talk about a few of those things. I know I've heard a lot of things. I'm sure you have, too. And so I ask uh, my special guest on today, Mr. Mike Brooks, who has been on with us a few times before. And Mike, as you know, has uh, is a retired member of the Metropolitan Police Force in D.C. Right. He worked, on, uh, uh, worked in various terrorist, terrorist uh, investigations and so forth. I'll let him tell you that because he's better than I am. But he's also <laughs> been a been a first responder. Uh, he's just he's been an awful lot of things. He was also he's also known as a TV detective. He was on CNN headline news and been on uh, right. numerous radio stations around here. He sits in for Kimmer and and uh, Shannon Burke and uh, the other guy over there at one hundred and six. <laughs> and uh, so um, I. I want to introduce you to my guest. If you haven't heard him before, you you won't forget him this time if you hear him. It's Mike Brooks, and welcome to the show, Mike. Jerry, always good to be with you, buddy. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and you're right. I, you know, I spent uh, 26 years in law enforcement, <laughs> almost 27 total, and uh, the last six of that I was assigned full-time to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force uh, in Washington, out of the Washington field office of the FBI, working both uh, domestic and international terrorism cases uh, bombings, all these kind of things, and uh, when when this comes, when this first happened, and I woke up on Monday morning, and I heard what happened. The first thing everybody thinks of is terrorism. Until you start mm-hmm. doing a little bit more of a uh, of a deep dive into what the facts are, and it's right. still when it comes right down to it, it's still early in the investigation. Right, right. But uh, of course, the the gun prohibitions have to jump on it immediately because we've got to get oh. rid of this. We've got to get rid of this. It's the firearm. It's not the firearm. It's the idiot that was in the in the hotel room that sat there and did all this stuff. You know, we the firearm, as we all know, gets blamed for everything that happens with it. Nothing else does. If but I took, the firearm does. If I took my gun, put it right here, and sat there and watched it. You'd is grow it, is old. It, is it gonna? Is it gonna fire itself? No, you'd grow old and Absolutely die before it ever not. did. Absolutely not. But the headlines are always the firearm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, cars don't get drunk and, and run over people and kill people either. No. But uh, <laughs> you know, and and as a matter of fact, if you stop and think about that, even the media doesn't report that as the car doing it. It reports it as a drunk driver that they, did it. They exactly. get put the responsibility where the responsibility is. They don't put the responsibility where the responsibility belongs in any kind of gun 
situation where a gun is used to perpetuate any crime. Exactly, and it's and I, I people say, oh, well, it's you know, I, but my bottom line is, guns don't kill people; people kill people. That's period. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, well, as, as uh, Larry the Cable Guy says, husbands who come home early with guns kill people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, well, yeah, that's about right. right too. That's you're about right. right. You're right. It does. It. But um, I know that that one of the things they said was automatic. Uh, weapons. Well, they didn't have automatic weapons, so uh, now the uh, NRA and some others have called for uh, banning banning bump fire stocks. How ridiculous can you get? And the whole thing is, Jerry. Uh, people, most people have never even heard of of, of a bump stock till now. That's correct. Till That's now, correct. right? And and, because it's, I fired one one time, and it's not. I didn't find it that reliable. Right. You know, it sometimes we have to reset it, and you have to play with it a little bit more. And uh, I, I tell you, to be honest, when I first was listening to the audio of all, of everything that was coming out of Las Vegas, I, I, I yeah, it sounded to me like a like a fully automatic weapon. But then we find out, uh, you know, it was oh the bump stock. Now we got. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, in fact, I was interviewed on uh, Monday afternoon, and and the first thing I said to him, because I had heard the audio of, of uh, some of the videos when they took it, you know, yeah. and I uh, I listened to it, and the first thing I said was, that's not a fully automatic weapon. It's mm. not fast enough for one thing. Yeah. Not, you know, it, you could hear the bangs, and you could actually count them. I counted like 50-something bangs, which indicated probably he's got about a 60-round magazine which they make for that particular firearm. Right. And uh, I said, I don't, I don't think it is. And if you listen, if you go back and listen to it, you'll find that, that not only was it a little bit slower, but the, the rate uh, was not constant. No, the cyclic rate of fire was, it was not, not constant. constant. It, right. it varied in there a little bit. Exactly. And, you know, there are various reasons for that, but the first thing I thought was they, it's got a bump fire. And, and, and the whole thing, too, when you listen to the audio, uh, it, it was bouncing all around because you right. had all the buildings. So it was right. really hard to get an accurate uh, uh, an accurate version just by listening to it of, of really right. what happened. And right. now and now you've got all the, all the conspiracy theorists and oh, everything yeah. else is just driving me nuts. <laughs> Uh, that I, I think most of the time you're like me. It just takes a short putt, not a driver. <laughs> we're we're about that close anyway. But, exactly. But the the bump fire really had, in my opinion, very little to do with it because he could have set up there and no telling how long you would know he was going to be there anyway. That's exactly. I mean, right. nobody knew where he was coming from. So, uh, and as you say, if you look at the hotel, the hotel is is kind of a, a triangular shape right. on the side that he was on. And then the the uh, things that are in front of him, all that's going to echo off of that. And sure. it's going to echo from where he's shooting. And apparently he was shooting from inside the room with just the barrel out of the of the window. Right, from the 32nd floor. Right. And they figured it was uh, somewhere between four and 500 yards. Right. And, uh, and, and we heard Friday, we heard yesterday, Friday, that uh, Friday morning that uh, the reports are now that he also had tried to buy some tracer rounds. Right. And right. if you had tracer rounds, it would have made it a lot, a easier, lot easier to, to find see where the, fire, where the <laughs> fire was coming from. That's right. Then you could have seen it. You would not necessarily have just heard it. Exactly. And then uh, there was another thing that was brought up earlier. Uh, uh, Hillary, I believe, brought this up, that it's a good thing he didn't have uh, silencers because uh, they would have never found out where he, more people would have gotten killed because of these nasty silencers. I mean, and, and, and there was some, and there was some FB former FBI agent on, uh, I think MSNBC that was saying, 
oh, well, you know, the silencers are used by hunters so they can sneak up on the animals and they won't hear. <laughs> I went, are you kidding me? Where the hell they get that so-called yeah. expert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's Actually, they're used so that you don't have to use a whole lot of hearing protection and the animals can't sneak up on you, right. for one thing. And this, the other thing is you won't go deaf after hunting for several years. Exactly. And, and, and I was talking with uh, some firearms experts just the other day, and we were talking about the same issue. And uh, for people who have used a silencer or suppressor uh, on an AR, I mean, it's still loud right. inside of a room. Right. <laughs> so. Well, any, anywhere that you shoot it is still loud. You're exactly. still going to hear the report from it. My, uh, from what I've understood and heard, it's, it's still about the sound of a, a jackhammer. That's My exact- understanding is it goes down to about a, it will lower the, the, the average um, decibel. Decibles. On a firearm shot, on that particular shot, is about 140 dB, and it takes it down to about 105, which is where OSHA says that your noise levels ought to be in order to protect your ears. That's exactly right, because uh, they say most rock concerts are about uh, 120, 125, right. something like that. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, well, I know we I uh, used to work for a company uh, that had a manufacturing facility out beside it, and they had to give hearing uh, protection or had to give they had to wear hearing protection. They had to give hearing tests ever so often because the level was right at the max that right. OSHA would allow. So you have to make sure that these guys aren't going deaf from from that, and make sure they're wearing their you know all the safety and all sure. that kind of stuff. But all it does is, it, you know, I had a, had an argument with a lady on on uh, Facebook about silencer and how deadly they were, and how if they, she had a a, a granddaughter. Uh, at one of the schools here in Georgia that she wouldn't want to uh, silence her on there because they'd want to know where the sound was coming from so they could run. And so one of the things that I came back with... People are just so uneducated. That's, that's well, the problem. One of the things I came back with was, you know, we're having more and more people run over people uh, in groups and cars and stuff. Right. Should we t- should we remove the muffler so everybody can hear them coming? <laughs> wouldn't that be the same thing? Because that's all a silencer or all a suppressor is, is a muffler. That's exactly what it's it is. It's a muffler for a gun. So if we're making too much noise with guns and you can can hear where it's coming from and you can leave, then you should be able to do the same thing with an automobile. Well, I know my Thunderheaders on my Harley. Uh, you, you can definitely hear that coming, but I'm not going to be mowing down any people, that's for sure. Well, not, not one of them anyway. Exactly. You, you, uh, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean whatever your choice might be that you might uh, you might make a little bit more racket or a little bit less racket. But some of the things that these people say are just so ridiculous, it's, it's unreal. Uh, and like I said, we, we'll talk a little bit about what the NRA said about getting rid of those and a couple other things here uh, as we as we progress. There's uh, some of the statements though are just uh, it's hard to say where those guys came from. I mean, you, you got to sit in a room a long time to think up some of the things that some of these people have said. Well, and the whole thing is you, you get some of these talking heads and you get uh, members of the mainstream media who just as soon as something like this happened, it's Oh, yep. gun control, gun, gun control, control. I, gun and control. I knew it was coming oh, yeah. as soon as it happens. We all knew it was. Yeah. We've uh, come out here at uh, the end of our first segment. I want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org. You can uh, read everything about us. You can follow us at Georgia Carry. I'm at Got Your Back 64. You can download the uh, free podcast of this broadcast at Newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. 
Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. I'm here in the studio with my guest, Michael Brooks. I want to say Michael. I know it's, it may be Michael, but we always call no, you my, Mike. My mother called me. My only called me Michael when she gets mad. At okay, me. well, I, I I call it accidentally. <laughs> I, I know too many Michaels, and I, every time I start to say Michael, that, that yeah, comes okay. out. But uh, I, I if I'm referring to you any other way, it's always Mike. There so, you go. Uh, when I call you on the radio and, and uh, when you're sitting in for Kimmer or somebody, we're always, uh, it's always Mike. There so. you go. Uh, at any rate, we we uh, were talking earlier uh, about the uh, the bump fire stock, and the NRA has come out with a position on that. Uh, apparently, they're willing to give up something in hopes that they won't lose something else, or in hopes maybe that they won't have to fight for something else. And they believe that that uh, the bump fire stock should be a class three item. It's totally political. Totally political. Oh, you sure it is. Oh, absolutely. But they're playing with our rights, as far as I'm concerned. It, that's a, that is a product that does absolutely nothing uh, to modify the firearm. It allows you to shoot it faster. But I can do the same thing by hooking my my finger through the belt loop. Through your belt loop. That's exactly right. One so, of my Green Beret buddies and I were talking about that just the yeah. other day. So what do we do next? If we ban that, do we make my my fingers class three? No, we're gonna we're gonna when ban- we make the ban belt loops. We're gonna ban belt loops. Belt loops, ban belts, uh, rubber I mean, bands, you know, all those kind of things oh, yeah. that can be used to, to make any kind sure. of modification. Sure. There's a there's a matter of fact. There's a there's a bump fire modification. I believe that that uses a string, a little uh, rubber band, and a yep. paper clip. That's on exactly a, right. On a twenty two rifle. Right, and it just it'll rattle them on off. So, and of course, those are illegal. The the NRA, I mean the uh, the ATF, made those illegal. But what? But what next? Are we going to go ahead and uh, make it so all um, ARs platform type rifles are sealed, so you can't get in and modify anything at all, a uh-huh. sear or something like that? It, it's hard to say. I, I can't tell you. I'd, you know, the, the the bad part about it is, in my opinion, the NRA play, plays way too many politics. I mean, I understand that you have to have the, the politicians on your side to to get bills passed. I you know that, that very well. But you have to, if they're not truly on your side, they're not on your side. No. I mean, it, you know, we, we've got a button that says don't be a Second Amendment but <laughs> because that's what so many of them are. Well, I believe in the Second Amendment but. but. And when you throw the butt in there, they don't. They tells me you don't really believe in the Second Amendment. No, and I mean, what you take away the bump stock, and then what's next? Uh, That's correct. Any modifications whatsoever to the original stock weapon, you can't do. Uh, you can't make not. any modifications. You can't change the pistol grip. You can't change the stock. You can't change the four stock. Well, you know, uh, I was on a. Uh, I told you earlier, I was on a, a radio interview from. Australia. That, that I, was your first I, mistake. I, that, I didn't do real well on it. My my blood pressure was up a little bit high. Matter of fact, my granddaughter was sitting over one room away from me, and uh, she told she she told my wife. She said, I "Think Granddad is upset." <laughs> so she, she had she had the defibrillator ready. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I had taken my blood pressure medicine that day, but it was late at night, and listened to, and all they could come up was. How good their band worked and how good their band worked. And that's what we need to do. Don't you want to ban those? You know, no. Why don't we ban hammers? More people are killed by hammers every year than they are AR fit. Well, than they are long guns. Yeah. But nobody wants to ban a hammer. Nobody wants to go through a background check when you go to uh, Home Depot to buy one. And and that's another thing. All. All the liberals right now and all the bleeding hearts and all the anti gun folks are talking, well, maybe we should have 
psychological testing right. uh, before people are allowed to buy a gun. Right. Really? Right. I think we should have psychological testing before most people are allowed to run for political office. <laughs> I, I think you, if you we wouldn't did have that, anybody running, Jerry. <laughs> there'd be a whole bunch of them not running, that's for sure. Oh, but uh, yeah, they want to, you know, universal backgrounds. We got to know exactly where these farms came from and where they went. Well, I don't think so. Uh, and the universal background check or the background checks, obviously they don't work. The guy in, in Las Vegas passed background check at least three or four times last year. Yep. The uh, pulse shooter down in Florida who held a record until those guys decided he would break it. And right. The only reason anybody knows that, that it's a record is because the news media makes such a big deal out of it so that now all of a sudden some nut over here in the, in the corner has got, a, got something to shoot at, so to speak. I didn't mean it that way, but no, they, have a, they have a target right. goal now. If I, if I kill the next guy, he's got to uh, kill 60 in order for him to be the, the number one guy. Right, and Joe at Virginia Tech. He, That's he, correct. He passed the background check, filled it to 4473. Yes, he, he was fine. The weapons that were used at uh, Sandy Hook were bought legally and passed background checks. The guy that killed his mother and stole them from her didn't pass the background right, check. Right, she bought him some guns knowing that he had some issues, which uh, we can't we can't take her to task because he killed her. That's correct. So, so you know, there, well, all Jerry, these Jerry, things just don't work. The shooter, Paddock, also... Uh, he was he he had a pilot's license. He had two right. aircraft at right. one time, That's so right. he had to have gone through a physical and everything else to get your license from the FAA. If he didn't use um, weapons, he could have taken a plane and, fl- and flown exactly. it in, and flown into a building, flown it into a, another festival I somewhere that, else. I pointed that pointed that out to the Aussie as well. You know, anybody that wants to make a big splash, so to speak, anybody wants to commit one of these horrendous murders you don't have to have a firearm to do it no mcveigh didn't have it in oklahoma city no not not at all he had ammonium nitrate fuel oil and oxygen tanks and some and some things to kick him off with a rent truck and that was it (laughs) and there was this other reporting that they're trying to sensationalize this uh las vegas and i've been talking to uh some of my former colleagues and uh folks they were talking about oh we had explosives and uh you know bomb making materials and, and he had ammonium nitrate. Well, he had tannerite. Right. That's all he right. had. And what is what is tannerite made up of? 95% of tannerite is ammonium nitrate. Right. So they're finding traces of ammonium nitrate in his car. No. All he had was tannerite, plain and simple. Um, other Which, leaks coming out from uh, a... a, a, a Three-lettered law enforcement agency that begins with an A. They're, they're the ones leaking a lot of the stuff, yeah. pictures and everything else. But, um, uh, no, he didn't have – he had Tannerite. That is it. Well, I, I have Tannerite at home myself. In fact, sure. we uh, – uh, um has a – our board meeting is held out in Taita, Georgia, every year, our annual board meeting, which is September – it's the start of dove season, and we go down and we shoot dove, and then we have a cookout, and we have a few beers, and then the next day we get up, have our meeting, and come back home. Sure. And a lot of times we'll go down there because uh, the board member has about 50 acres, and we'll uh, we'll go down there, and we'll set up targets, and we'll shoot. And, and any time we're shooting just about, there's going to be tannerite out there. Sure. I mean, we, we put some we, – we've put some uh, – Bowling pins pretty high in the air. <laughs> Set them on top of Tannerite, and they'll move on up there above the the pine trees when you get them just right. But uh, so it's nothing that that you know. As you say, they want to make it sound like he was going to blow up the building, right? 
No. Not going to happen. Not at all. You know. And uh, they're saying that he, now, they believe that he also was planning to uh, escape from there. He wasn't right. planning on staying there. Right. And uh, you've heard the, uh, the the undersheriff out uh, in Clark County. We've also heard mm-hmm. uh, a politician out there saying that the, they find it hard to believe that he didn't do this alone. Well, uh, what role, and they're still looking into what role Mary Lou uh, Banley, you know, the right. the uh, Filipino woman, right. what role she played. Did she know anything at all about this? There was apparently, uh, I was hearing he was seen with another woman uh, in the that. hotel. But uh, I tell you what, I've stayed at the Manly Bay. You see a lot of guys with different women oh, every yeah. single night at yeah. the Manly Bay. So well, that, I mean, if you go into a bar, it's not unusual to see a woman in a bar. No. And, and it, are set next to them. A lot of times, that's the only place you can sit. And this guy, and, and this guy had enough money that he right. could buy any female that he wanted to buy in Las Vegas. Yeah, you just know? about. So, Especially the place that's hanging out there. Which is illegal. That's so, correct. That's it's right. illegal. Let's, let's ban... Let's, we need, well, I think they let's banned Let's ban hoes. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> they, they have banned that. Right. But the ban don't work no that's the problem with banning <laughs> you know we banned we banned alcohol here at one time didn't work they're doing such a great job you know? with opioids too aren't oh, we yeah. in this country yeah but you, you know if you made well actually i guess if you stopped and thought about it, if we made meth illegal there wouldn't be any illegal use of meth no the same I with mean, marijuana yeah. yeah i mean give me a break <laughs> it just doesn't happen people and a lot of people don't understand that 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 banning something in most instances, makes it more attractive to people because now they can do something that's kind of illegal. You know, maybe I, I can sneak by. It's kind of like when your daddy told you, you can't do that. Right. You and, said, watch this, daddy. And then the other big outcry is, oh, he, why did he have – And I, you can't be a collector. I guess if you collect, if you collect guns, any kind of guns at all, you're stockpiling weapons. Right. That's correct. It, it that's the way it is. Yeah. You're, you're stockpiling weapons and you're stockpiling ammo. Well, so you got a few thousand rounds for each firearm you got. Most of them, if you're collecting uh, collecting firearms, you're going to have a lot of different calibers. Sure. So how are you going to wind up without having a whole lot of ammunition? And, you just can't do it. Oh, it's and these, not going to happen. Oh, and Jerry, don't forget those high powered, those terrible oh, yeah. high capacity magazines. They're going to kill oh, you yes. too. Well, there was another one I heard. Uh, heard uh, one of I think somebody on CNN said that he was using automatic rounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Automatic rounds. I don't know where those came from. Oh, okay, but, but there they are. <laughs> uh, we're coming up to another break here. I want to remind you one more time. Let's go to georgiacarry.org, uh, Our website. Uh, our name is our website. It has everything we've ever done on it. You can join there. You can uh, read any kind of lawsuits, anything that's going on with us. You can follow us at Georgia Carry on Twitter. I'm at GotYourBack64, and you can download the commercial-free podcast of this program at Newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. I'm here once again with my good friend, Mike Burks, and we're going to continue to discuss a little bit about what happened out in Las Vegas and a few other things that that have gone on that we've witnessed uh, as we... As Mike and I were talking off air, and he's going to bring it up if I didn't, so I'm going to sneak in and get part of it. <laughs> That's why he doesn't talk to me much off air. Uh, but 
the stock, as usual, just like back in the, the Obama days, once this happened, stock in all the companies went up because firearm sales went up. And the bump fire stock, my understanding is you can't hardly find one right now. It's only been a week. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, why is that, Mike? Well, because, you know, it's uh, <laughs> when something happens. Let's go back to 2015 when San Bernardino happened. Um, that's when you had uh, Obama talking about uh, maybe going back in another assault gun ban. Right. Um, whenever something happens like this, Virginia Tech, any incident at all, you have this. You have this law, uh, gun stocks go through the roof. I mean, you, if you look at uh, American Outdoor Brands, which in Springfield, Massachusetts, which of course owns Smith and Wesson, um, their price was up three point two percent on Monday and two point four percent on Tuesday, and uh, and, and compared with six point eight percent after the uh, Pulse nightclub shoot, shooting in uh, in Orlando, right? And eleven and eleven point five percent. Jerry, mm-hmm. after the San Bernardino shooting, so mm-hmm. it, and it, we're seeing the same thing now. After the uh, after President Trump was elected, you saw it just kind of kind of level right. off because there was no worry that anyone was going to come in and try to do anything and try to infringe on our rights and try to take our take any guns away whatsoever. Right. But now something like this happens, people get a little shaky, especially well, because first thing we hear. On both sides of the aisle right. is gun control. That's correct. And one of the things that I would point out to you, what you say is exactly right, but there were some of us uh, very close to where these microphones are right now saying, now it's not the time to, to relax. Now it's the time to push forward. And what we've had is we've had all the, as far as I, the way I understand it, I was out at uh, the Gun Rights Policy Conference last week in Dallas, and the way Everybody that I talk to, membership in nearly all the organizations are down because now nobody's concerned because we've got a president that's all for Second Amendment. We don't have to worry about Hillary. We don't have to worry about Obama. So, you know, we'll just take a break. We don't have to worry about it. we got nothing to really fight about. And that's the time you need to double down and get all you can possibly get and stay active because even if we don't get any more than what we got now, one day the tide is going to turn, and we're going to have to fight to keep what we've got. Complacency is the worst thing that we can have as gun owners. That's correct. And uh, you know, it's, it's just like nothing happens in the United States in terms of any acts of terrorism, that kind of thing. And what do we do? We become complacent. We That's lose, correct. You know, we lose our situational awareness. Right. You need our situational awareness right now on the legislative side of things when people become complacent because things are going along too well. That's correct. And they notice these things. Politicians notice these things, and that's when they will try to come in and sneak in the back door. That's on correct. You. You're exactly right. And like you say, it doesn't take it doesn't take five minutes after something like that happened for somebody to to stand up in the in the bloody streets and start talking about how we've got to do something about this. We've got to have gun control. And as you know, I know everybody. I think probably within the sound of my voice knows you don't make decisions when you're emotional. No. No, you need, don't need make your, these kinds of decisions no, do not work. You need to sit down. You need to think it through. You need to let our, everything go through. You need to find out exactly what happened. And if you can, why it happened. A lot of times you never know why. But you find out all the information you can, and then you put it together and see what you can do with it. But no, we got to jump up and do that. We, uh, Nancy Sinatra. What she stood up and said, I guess you can still stand up. I didn't, I didn't know she was still alive. I, well, I didn't either, quite frankly, and, and uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have bothered me either way. But 
Uh, you can take Jane Fonda with her too. Just, just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, Jane Jane's had a whole lot better uh, plastic surgery than Nancy's had. I'll tell you that much. Um, but she said that all the NRA members should be uh, shot by firing squad. Nice, nice. You know, we're going to get rid of we're going to get rid of all this gun violence by using guns to kill all, five million people. <laughs> you know, which is a really a, a good example of what happens when the good guys don't have guns anymore. That's what's happened every time a country has come in, taken the guns away. Right. That's what happens. Hey, so, if, if uh, we'd still we'd be speaking with a British accent right now if it oh, weren't if it weren't for guns. If it weren't for guns, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, one of the other things that uh, that there I've, I've been seeing on my Facebook page and on Twitter and other things too is uh, a lot of people saying. Well, you know what? The LAR world's largest gun show it happens in Vegas every single That's year. Correct. They need to do away with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The SHOT Show, which yeah. is, you know, every January, uh, the SHOT Show is in Las Vegas. Right. And uh, that's, why, uh, that's why I was also thinking, and I've talked about this too, is, oh, well, they didn't notice him bringing guns into the, into the hotel. Well, he was there since maybe September 25th, making numerous trips in and out. Right. And you're going to tell me that people who work in a hotel for a number of years, especially Mandalay Bay, that they don't recognize what gun cases are and that kind of thing, sure. if, if he had them in those kind of things, because of the SHOT Show and everything else that That's happens correct. out in Vegas. Right. And right. Now I guess they're going to ban all the places out in Las Vegas, well, too, where you can go out and shoot fully automatic weapons, and, and they're going to ban them from the pawn shop. Sure. Come on, people. Well, my, my understanding is the hotel was not a gun-free zone. No. The, the venue was, as usual, a, a right. gun-free zone. Because they didn't, weren't even allowing, I think, off-duty officers to wear no, they, their guns that's inside. That's correct. They were, and they Which were is wanting, total uh, yes, BS. Yes, it is. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I, I tell you that that's one of the things that, that bothers me more than anything is when somebody tells a policeman that he has to take his firearm off. And and I, we've had instances right here in, in Georgia, believe it or not, where uh, a policeman has taken a prisoner to a, a hospital and the security doesn't want the, the, the deputy to come in. See that boy, I, well, I, guess what? He it, went in. Well, that was, there was but, an incident, uh, I think a, um, a deputy was bringing up some school children uh, and escorting some buses up from, I think it was Butts County. Uh, correct me if it was south of here, down towards Macon. And the he was in full uniform in a Mark Cruiser, and he was going in with the kids into Fox Theater for a show. And they told him uh, he went and sat down in full uniform, and they came up and politely told him that uh, he needed, if he was going to come in and sit in the theater, yeah, that he had to go out and put his gun in his car. So, oh, okay, that's a great idea. Yeah. And you get somebody yeah. see, and see, that's that's another thing with the gun-free zones. Uh, if if you have a carry, even if you are a concealed carry permit holder, uh, you can't go certain places because, oh, guns aren't allowed in here. Go, you have to. So they leave them in the car, and then right. what do people do? And some a lot of people that have carry guns, they yep. have trucks and that kind of thing. What do they do? They target the they target those vehicles. Oh, yes. looking for guns specifically for guns. That's what they did That's in correct. firehouses all around the Metro That's Atlanta correct. area. Yes, not long we ago. Had over, last year we had over eight hundred guns stolen in the Atlanta Metro area alone, Jerry. Oh, I just know. because people who are allowed to carry guns and have a permit by the state of Georgia, uh, left them in the car because of these these BS, uh, it just fires well, me up, these, these gun-free zones. Well, they're, they're, fra- they're fake gun-free zones. They're pretend gun-free zones. They're not gun-free zones. You know what, Jerry? Because if they were real gun-free zones, these guys that go in here and, and do things like 
like the Pulse nightclub, et cetera, would never get into them. That's exactly right. And, uh, and number one, if you have a concealed weapon and you have a shirt or a jacket on, it's concealed. I would I look. Uh, I'd rather be tried by twelve than carried by six. Right. So you know what? If uh, you have any issues, and, and I look on and I look all the time on the Facebook, po- you know, the uh, Facebook group for mm-hmm. uh, GeorgiaCarry.org, and I heard so- I saw somebody just asking the other day about Variety Playhouse. What's what's their gun? You know, I I wanted to message them, but I didn't. Message just say, hey, screw that. Go ahead, wear your gun concealed, and wait, and tell them that, you, and have them tell you that you can't come so in with it. Somebody will probably tell them that it won't be me, and there's <laughs> there's a reason it won't be me. Uh, the reason it won't be me, you know, people say, well, I carry everywhere I go. I say, well, I don't. I mean, I, I it's normally in my vehicle, right. and I have it pretty secure in my vehicle, but. Um, I don't do it, and the reason I don't do it, and when people look at me that way, I say, well, if you get caught, all they're going to do is take you down to the police station. That's if I get caught, I'm going to be the lead story on 6 o'clock news oh, <laughs> and yeah. above the fold on the paper tomorrow. And I, you know, I, and not only that, it's got not, gonna, not only going to affect me, it's going to affect you and everybody else in this, in this state that carries a firearm because if I can't follow the laws of this organization, who can? Uh, you, you know? And for people that have to leave their gun, it want, that go and leave their gun in the car. Just, a, just a, I, this is what I would do, and I, I've done this before. Even in my old cruiser, my when I had a, an issue, issued car by the government, I had I would take a pair of handcuffs, good Smith and Wesson peerless handcuffs, that kind of thing, and run it through the gun itself, and then lock it to something in your vehicle that's attached right. to the frame and it's not right. easily removed, because then somebody is going to have to. Uh, you right. know, basically break I, the gun in half. I've got a little little combination safe that's got a, a there you go. cable on it. Yeah. So, yeah, you could get it, but it's going to take you a little while. Exactly. Most most, uh, most people, when they break into a car, they want to get in, get what get they out. want, get out. They don't want to stand around out there and work on something. No, not at all. So you have to be careful with that. Um, boy, time's really flying fast <laughs> it around really here. Is. And it, 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 it's, it's always a pleasure to have you here at any rate because I know it's going to be fun and and. And uh, we're going to have a, a good time doing it. I want to remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org. Uh, you can join. You can uh, renew, do whatever you'd like, uh, find out anything you want to about us. You can also go to Newstalk1160.com and download the commercial-free podcast of this show. And we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. I'm here in the final segment today with Mike Brooks. Uh, noted uh, uh, everything, I guess. If it has anything to do with, with radio, TV, uh, law enforcement, first responder, this guy's done it. So, uh, at any rate, uh, and I'm, I'm as always, I'm having a good time. Surely, I hope you can tell that I'm, I'm enjoying this show. We, we've, we've done, uh, I think we've done two other shows, and, and they've both been the same way. We, we just enjoy, and we get an awful lot of knowledge from somebody like Mike, who has a lot of the insights on things that are going on. So, well, you know, and that's one of the things, one of the big things that people are talking about right now, Jerry, is what was the motive behind, but uh, behind this guy. And right now, I can tell you, I, I, last night I was speaking to some friends, and they still don't know. There's nothing 
that they see so far that would lead them to believe that uh, he was associated with any kind of terrorist organization, domestic or international or transnational. And and a lot of people say, well, why haven't why hadn't the president come out and why hadn't everybody uh, everyone else come out and said this is an act of terrorism because it is it's terrorism it put terrorism it put fear in people, you know and and I I agree with them um, but one of the things is the FBI they are the federal agency law enforcement agency that uh, investigates acts of terrorism uh, against Americans both here in the United States and outside the continental United States right. and. If you look at the definition of terrorism, you know, um, it, 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 I'm right off the top of my head, they've had a couple words since I used to teach it all the time. But it's the unlawful use of force or violence against persons or property to intimidate or coerce a government, civilian population, or any segment thereof in the furtherance of political or social objectives. So as they go through all of his uh, computers, his phones, uh, any research he was doing, you know, is is there anything in there that would give it a nexus to terrorism by that by the true definition that the FBI goes by um, of terrorism? And so far, I'm hearing that there's not. In fact, uh, they were talking. Uh, I was talking to my. They have not really found any research that he did, he's done on making IEDs, improv, improvised explosive devices. There's nothing of that nature. Um, so that's that's the big piece of the puzzle right now that they still don't know. Now, as I mentioned earlier, people are saying, well, he, there's no way he could have done this by himself. And that's the other thing. Is there, uh, you know, is there somebody else that helped him plan this uh, within the last week, two weeks, month, a year, two years down the road? Uh, right now, they haven't found it yet. But, uh, but I think we're going to be hearing more soon because, number one, you don't want to come out and – piecemeal different things right uh, you know they put out little things here and there just to just to try to set the public at ease that he, they believe he was acting alone but you want to make sure that you run down every single lead right uh just like all the weapons they they made sure that they knew the history of every one of those weapons and they have said affirmatively now that all of the weapons were bought legally, legally. exactly right. right and so a lot of people are having heartburn and they're you know it's pushback well, well how could he buy so many weapons in you know in a 12-month right. period well, the, the other thing, too, if he, li- if he had licenses and he had residences in different states, Florida, Nevada, Texas, these kind of things, well, that's one way he could do it. Well, not only that, they, they, don't, keep, they don't keep track of the number that you buy. No, they don't. So it doesn't really matter. The thing that I say he has to have if he wants to acquire a lot of rifles in a short period of time is money. Right, and he had apparently. And apparently he had that. And you, you we know. heard the interviews with his brother in uh, down in Orlando. And he was just saying he was a guy. Yes, yeah. he may have been quirky. Uh, you, a lot of guys who are smart and have a lot of money, they, they are a little quirky sure. and that kind of thing. Sure. And he was a high, uh, high uh, roller when it came to right. Vegas. He could get a room anywhere in Vegas. He was known there. Uh, there had been a number of money transactions and of, um, of large sums of money that, you know, is, is, does that happen in Vegas all the time? Yeah. Uh, would he be on law enforcement's radar because it's reported to uh, different law enforcement agencies when there's large amounts, usually over ten thousand dollars? Right. Yeah, but you know, would, but but in Vegas, that's no, exactly. You know, I've exactly. seen I've seen people drop eighty thousand dollars on a crap table in in a heartbeat and leave. So you know, 
Right. And say, Meh, I'll, Not I'll, a big I'll, deal. I'll see know. you tomorrow. Yeah, right. right. There is one thing. I did say that they don't keep track of, uh, of the weapons that you purchase. If you buy more than five rifles at a time, at a time. then right. you, they will do that. However, um, on the others, if you, uh, if you have a uh, weapons license, if you have a permit, right. nobody even keeps track of that because you fill out the 4473 and it goes nowhere. The, your background check is your, your license. That's exactly right. So there's no way that anybody's going to know whether I've got them, you've got them. And, and in my opinion, it's nobody's business how many guns I have. No, it's not. And, uh, and if they want to find out, I mean, they, they know because they had to go back and check the, where the guns were bought. They right. know exactly uh, Well, they know shops. the serial numbers. Sure. So they know where the manufacturer sold them, and they know where the, they can go find out where that guy sold them the first time. Right. And then go back and pull and, the 4473 from, right. the, from the gun shop. Right. Right. So they can get the information if they want to, but it's not normally readily available. Right. And, uh, and there's been also a lot of criticism that I want to try to – Put uh, put the rest too on on the law enforcement response and and the fire department EMS response. Uh, number one, you had a number of uh, of officers that were there on the scene already, right? And um, so when he stole, when he broke out the window and started firing, um, and also he because there was there was smoke from you know from the rounds going off, it set the smoke detector off in the room. Also, there is an alarm when a window breaks, and for obvious reasons, right. and especially in a high-rise right. building like that. So, it, number one, law enforcement had to figure out where the rounds were coming from. Um, I think that their reaction to the to the rounds, not knowing where they were coming from, uh, I, I thought was very good. The shooting was off and on, and it only lasted 9 to 11 minutes. Right. And once they found out exactly where he was on that 32nd floor, um, they sent some security up while... They were able to uh, go ahead and assemble enough officers because um, one, of, one of the things that they didn't have there pre-positioned was, was any kind of SWAT team because, mm. you know, you do that by the intelligence you have about any threats against a particular um, incident or sure. against a, an event that's going on, and there wasn't any, sure. Jerry. So uh, they, got, they were able to get the SWAT team there to the scene. Um, uh, they got their vehicles there, their equipment. And they and they, I thought, did a pretty good job of of going up. And the security guard, you know, there was a one security guard from the hotel. One security officer was killed, and there was two that were wounded. One was shot in the leg, and the other one was shot in the shoulder. He mm-hmm. shot through the door because he had his own little surveillance system set up, right. which is easy to do. You can do that with a GoPro camera or any sure. kind of thing. You can go to sure. Costco and buy some. Anyway, sure. had that set up. And then that's when the SWAT team came up and decided to do an emergency assault right then with, without even trying to contact him inside that room because they didn't know what they were going to encounter or how many people they were going to encounter right. on the other side of that door. And they right. made the explosive breach and probably a flashbang went in and yeah. found him dead. But uh, on the fire department side of thing, um, there was Engine 11 was right next to the venue when they heard gunshots and the officer in charge riding that front seat he said that sounds like gunshots. Mm-hmm. So he went ahead and he called for additional units, knowing what could come of that. And so I think you had that's why you had such a such a quick response yeah. and people who uh, probably had their lives saved by the response of the Las Vegas Fire Department right. and uh, and getting the number of uh, ambulances and medic units to the scene. Right, I agree with that. And and. and not only that, they had a clear head at a time when the clear heads were not prevalent at that place. No, not at all. In any any way, shape, or form. Uh, it, it's it's a shame that anything like that ever happens. And, and, you know, we always feel bad about it. But the thing that bothers me, I think, most about it is the fact that the 
the gun prohibitionists use that, and the politicians who are gun prohibitionists use that immediately oh. to further their cause. And, and, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff in the United States. We, we should find out what's going on, how, let level heads prevail, and then go on. Uh, this is this is something that just it, it's hard to say. Now you did mention that that uh, he didn't belong to any any violent groups or anything like that. But I did see a, a photo on Twitter that said that he was a registered voter of the Democratic Party. <laughs> well, if we if, if we go back and we look at some of the other mass shooters that we've had that we've there, had over the years, go. I uh, think most of them also, uh, if you go back and look at their voting record, had voted right. Democratic in the last number of uh, of races when right. before the incident happened. And, and not only that, if you look at the, some of the people that are calling for violence against other people, uh, who are they aligned with? They're aligned with the progressives or the Democrats or whatever you want to call themselves that day. Right. They're, they're, those people, are, for the most part, are not aligned with, uh, well, with conservatives. Well, you know, it, it's very interesting from going back when I was with the Metropolitan Police Department and used to, when I was in the Special Operations Division, would work um, demonstrations, uh, thousands of demonstrations in D.C. And uh, back then we had the socialists and we had uh, the mm-hmm. anarchists. Mm-hmm. Well, who do we have now that are the violent? Right. Uh, we have the an- the anti-fascists, the antifa, you know, right. the antifa, whatever you want to call it. Right. That uh, we just had them over here uh, set cars on fire a, few, a couple of weeks ago yep. and, uh, and, and injured two officers at right. Georgia Tech right. during a peaceful candlelight vigil. But they came right. in raised hell. And one of those scumbags was actually he's a georgia tech student and had been arrested for arson at another first amendment activity right, right, before right. on the dakota pipeline right. so yeah they're so, very tolerant and they're that, very that they they're non and they're non-violent that they are bs right uh, I will, i'll suck at the bs I, I we have come to the end of another show mike i want to thank you for being here thank you buddy uh we enjoyed it we'll uh, we'll carry this on some other time i want to remind you go to georgiacarry.org our website You can download the uh, commercial-free podcast here at Newstalk1160.com, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.